Peace to the people. We are on the move from the nonsense to the good sense. This is Mike Africa Jr. And this is On The Move Podcast here on the Black Love Podcast Network, where we illuminate the struggles of the people inform the uninformed and give you nothing but the truth on the move is here to disrupt the system and spark a global revolutionary change to change what we need like sam cook said the change is going to come but like gandhi said you got to be the change you want to see in the world and even though gandhi was not perfect he said something that was true and when the power of truth is present you better respect it that's it so check this out today we have a very special guest he's a philly native just <laughs> like me you understand what i'm saying he's a graduate of america's first historically black college yes, cheney yes. university yes yes He's a community organizer. I know. I seen him. He set the bar high in Philadelphia. Yo, stay on the move to my bro, Ryan Harris. What's up, bro? How you feel, man? Man, it's an honor and a privilege to sit in a room with you and, you know, Bill and the work you, your family, everything I, I, I've known and read about y'all and just the work that you've been doing recently, mm -hmm. you know, just us connecting out there on the streets, you know, doing the work, you know, that was, I mean, come on, man. It's dope. Come on, it's dope. man. It's dope. Come on, I, listen, man. man. We're going to get into that. Yeah, yeah, We're going to yeah, get into yeah. that. But <laughs> all right. So this is how this works, right? We do this thing called Give Me Two. Okay. Okay. So activists are multifaceted. And sometimes people don't think of us as doing anything other than rallying and protesting. Mm. But we got a lot of other good things we got going on in our lives. Mm -hmm. So Give Me Two is a way to spotlight some of those good things we got going on. So I'll go first. Mm -hmm. So one thing that I got going on, right? I'm working on my house. Okay. And... I learned how to relinquish. I learned how to give up. Mm. Like sometimes you got to just be like, all right, baby, you win. Okay. I lost. Okay. You win. So she chose this color for mm -hmm. the living room and dining room. Mm -hmm. She did the room. She put her accent colors and pillows and different uh, things in there. And she it did looks, her thing. Yo, she uh, did her thing, bro. Uh, she did her thing. It looks amazing. So okay. I, I was like, you know what? I got to bow down. Yeah, <laughs> bow yeah, down. Yeah. So that was one thing. The house looks really nice. She's happy because I've mm -hmm. learned something. For sure. And the house sure. looks great. You know how it is. Win-win. It's her house. I just yeah, live here. Win-win situation for her. <laughs> the other cool thing that I got going on, I talked to my kids. You know, we are a tight family, right? Mm -hmm. My wife, my kids. Mm -hmm. And we, we do a lot of things together, but not really as much as we should. Okay. Because, you know, when you're in a house together, you do things by default. Absolutely. So we made it a conscious decision. To be intentional. To intentional mm -hmm. to do things together. That's dope. So we exercise together now okay. more than we did. And we're starting a, a business together. So give me two. <laughs> so transitioning to a new space in kind of like what I do now. Uh-huh. I'm kind of like more used to being in the front of the room with the kids, coming up with the icebreaker the activities being super creative in that area just keeping the kids like really motivated highly motivated to stay in the program and just make it cool and fun and now i see myself having to relinquish some power and change my attitude and my how i think when it comes to my position in the organization now because things are growing we got people in position that is overqualified, ask me, to mm. be able to do the work. So there's no real reason to be there if I don't have to. That's kind of like been a struggle. It's scary. <sighs> you feel like you should be there, right? It's like your baby, you know? Right. <laughs> it's like your baby. Right. So The training wheels are off? It has to. It has to. And it's scary jumping into like a whole new world. In a, and I mean, I feel like I all been, I've been wearing a lot of hats lately, mm -hmm. but- Kind of like transitioning to more of the CEO now, trying to 
bring sustainability to the organization now. Like my role is kind of changing and I'm relinquishing responsibility in areas where I have people that I can trust to to put in those positions. And I thank God I'm able to be even here now to and, and there's something going on at the treehouse now. So just like, you know That's what's up, bro. That's what's up. We go transitioning, man. We're gonna get into that and what the treehouse is and what the treehouse does and Absolutely. who Ryan Harris is and Absolutely. as I plan to see. What's the other one? All right. So this other one. I'm going to be honest. Okay. So I coach for the Aztecs, North Philadelphia Aztecs, born and raised around Hunter Park. So What's any, the Aztecs? I'm about to say, if anybody know about Little League football, uh-huh. do you know about the North Philadelphia you know Aztecs? Okay. That's just period, like, we ain't going to trip. That's just what it <laughs> is. That's what hey, it is. Hey, Come get know. some. That's what I'm Come saying. Get some. Everybody know. Okay. We are transitioning also after the pandemic hit hard. Probably lost a lot of kids to the pandemic. But going into this transition, we everybody moving their they jobs around. So mm. I've coached. 14U two years ago, and then I coached 13U last year. And I used to coach nine and eight-year-olds. So it's a difference in coaching them. So two years of coaching 13 and 14-year-olds and just watching our young people develop in Mm -hmm. the city, the young boys is rough. And they ask me to coach not 13U again. They ask me to coach 14U right now going into this new year. So, you know, I'm trying to get geared up because the 14 rules. <laughs> Different level. They just getting into some stuff now. And it's like, it's less participation from the parent. You really got to chase them down if you want to keep them, you know, on a team or keep them off the street. It's more responsibility on their part. So that kind of like fall on you when they lack because if they missing out of school or whatever, you got to check them and make sure they doing what they're supposed to do because mom not letting them play football and, and neither is us. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's more work to be done on an older group of kids and you know their mentality like in girls now they chasing girls oh, yeah. they it's just they at that age it's rough that sounds like two scary but exciting things absolutely and i want to know the answer to this question like what is as i plant the seed mean but what is it first of all mm-hmm. the follow-up question is why is it your responsibility to do it Mm-mm-mm. You you put all it. So when you say you put a, the heaviness back on let's, me, let's go. Let's go to the first one. <laughs> so what is as I plant the seed? As I plant the seed is a nonprofit organization. We started in 2012. It was an idea that kind of grew or was planted. I would say that he was planted while I was in college. Mm-hmm. The late great Dr. Flynn. He was say my mentor. He just passed away last year. Um, God rest his soul. Mm-hmm. But rest in peace. For sure. He was my professor at Chain University, and then he quickly became my mentor when I seen how much he was invested in me and probably more invested in me than I was in my own self or, you know, I couldn't even see what he seen in me. And I was really trying to finesse his class. Like, I'm trying to graduate. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I'm just trying but to get through this thing called life real absolutely, quick. Absolutely. I ain't trying to be bothered absolutely, with this. Absolutely. But he held me back. He felt me three times to get this class. It was uh, rec programs. And this class literally teach you everything that I'm doing right now. So I had to take it four times. I fell three times. And he never let me just fall by the wayside and just like pass the class on the totality of the class effort because it was like a a class project and everybody had to contribute, Mm -hmm. you know? So Mm -hmm. normally the whole class passed when the success of the events that we got to put together, fundraising, do all of this stuff. So that kind of like gave me the skills and the know-how to do the things that I'm doing when it comes to programming, community engagement, doing needs assessments, doing evaluations for communities and being able to go and infiltrate the community and be able to help build. Mm-hmm. That was kind of like, you know, his whole thing. And that was a class was wrapped around being able to 
use those skills, not just have them to be lectured to, but mm-hmm. actually put them to work. Apply them in the Absolutely. community. So we had to do a number of things on campus that we had to raise money and just put you in the mindset that it became like, I wouldn't say easy because I'm not going to say fundraising is easy, but nah, it's, be, not. it's not. It's not. I wouldn't say it's easy, but I would just say that he's been blessing us very, very well. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Okay. And, and okay. because we've been obedient, you know, the blessings continue to come. But why yeah. you though? Why me? Yeah, yeah, why you? I have no choice because the investment. So, like I said, I I, I played for the North Philadelphia Aztecs when I was coming up. And uh-huh. I, I coach now and I'm on a board. So, I'm not just a coach. I got a different level of investment because we make decisions for the collective of the youth that's coming. Over 400 kids coming through our program every year. So, when you're talking about the investment that was made in me when I was young and my old coaches, which I call them mentors now, mm-hmm. and another one of my mentors that passed away, God rest his soul, mm-hmm. uh, Wayne Allen, we call him rest Coach Wiz. He invested in anybody on my team in a way where I never seen the investment from a coach. We're going up and beyond helping you get jobs and making sure he connect you to different schools and really trying to figure out where you're trying to go and actually help you and don't want anything from you. And that right there kind of like, you know, if, if it wasn't for people like him, Coach Maya, Coach Steve, Coach Monty, Coach Beck, God rest his soul, and a plethora of coaches that, you know, I call mentor and they're still around to this day, you know, how could you be as disrespectful not to pay it forward when somebody invested in you that way and didn't have to? When they got families and they got their own lives and they, you know, contributing in coaching aspect, but they're going up and beyond, mm. not only to just, you know, serve the community and coaching aspect, but to protect the youth and guide them in the right way. And a lot of the things that I learned on the field, it was transferable to real life. Mm-hmm. So they wasn't just coaching, they was teaching life skills. Mm. So I don't have no choice when I seen him do it for free every year, 25 years of his life until he died. You know what mm. I mean? Mm. You know, helping us build that field, helping us connect to Michael Vick in the, in the city of Philadelphia to build a turf field where we had, we used to play football on crack needles. Mm. And I mean, dirt in the pool is right next to the football field. And you should drain from whatever sewage problems and it's the floor i mean the ground is wet so it was just a horrible situation and you know 25 years plus they dedicated their lives to create you know something that kept a lot of kids out of the street and quite frankly we got quite a few players in the nfl right now shout whoa, out to whoa. i was i was going to ask you that next shout out to mike pitts mike pitts North Philadelphia asset. Yeah, I was going to ask you, have you seen your work or the work of your mentors pay off in a way that oh, people can absolutely. see? Absolutely. So like, well, me for sure. Uh-huh. Me for sure, but we got quite a few people that played for the North Philadelphia assets that was able to reach a high level of success when we're talking about playing in the, in the NFL. Some guys that came after me and some guys that came before me, so... And it just opened up a different world of opportunities for you, not just football. Like I said, you know, a lot of us went to college from being able to get seen in football, you know. Mm-hmm. And, you know, quite frankly, it's quite a few of them. That's prospects now in high school that just going to go far. So That's what's up, man. I mean, yeah. listen, I'll be watching you. I appreciate that. Like You talk about, like, you know, how you feel in the presence of me, right? Mm-hmm. But, like, when I'm watching you and I see what you're doing and I see with the kind of comfort – that mm-hmm. you have in doing it and the confidence mm-hmm. and determination. Mm-hmm. I feel the same way. I appreciate that. You know what I'm man. saying? And community is what I'm all about. Yeah, but your level of work is just like, come on. Like, it's just like an honor for you to just hear you say that. I really appreciate that, honestly, man. Uh, you know, I, I I was looking at the John and, and it said that you raised 34K in two and a half days. And I was thinking about it. I was like, you know what? 
the kind of grinding that you got to do to do that? Mm-hmm. How did that happen? So it's funny. We was in another transition period, just growing a little bit faster than we expected. And the kids was coming because they were a walking flyer for the program because they were so excited about it. They was telling everybody. Mm. We started getting kids that was from out of the neighborhood. They start going to these schools, telling their friends, their friends coming that live in different parts of the city, start coming. And it just grew like that. So um, the space that we were in, we grew out of that space. It was time to go jump out there on our own. And we was teaching, you know, self-sustainability and, you know, making sure that we do what we need to do for us. You know what I mean? And it made sense at the time to do something drastic. And I woke up in the middle of the night, actually, (laughs) in cold sweat. And it was like, come on, not this, you know? And it was not something I could say that I was not scared to do, honestly. When I jumped on that mission, nobody didn't understand or you know, a lot of people was like, what you talking about? What you think you about to do? So it wasn't easy to get there, but. What was it that you had to do? So I told everybody that I was going to stand outside to show my dedication to the community so we could build our own center. I was going to stand outside and don't eat and fast and pray until we raised $30,000. And that was the goal. And I didn't move. It was the middle of November. I was about to say, was it cold outside? It was November I knew 12th. it was cold, but I was going to ask just to Cold say. November 12th. Oh, mm-hmm. my goodness. And it rained for 12 hours straight. I never seen rain like this ever in my life, my whole entire life. Was it miserable? I almost quit. I was about I almost quit. I almost quit. It was a couple times that I even get choked up because when I say God humbled me, Mm -hmm. like he humbled me so good. To this day, I remember standing out there. You know what I mean? And it was a quarter that changed my whole perspective because I'm out there for probably like two hours while it's raining and people, like family, like, all right, so who's standing out here with him? Because, oh no, tell him he don't got to stay out here. He come back out here tomorrow. Ain't nobody going to know all that. You're getting all all that. that. You're getting all that. Of course you're going to get that. What? (laughs) Of course you're going to get that. Right, we didn't know it was going to rain. You ain't tell nobody yet. I said, if somebody come out here and not out here, then what? Ain't nobody coming out here, bro. You been out here? So now I'm just like, nah, I ain't going to move. I'm going to stay. And then I think it was my niece's dad, mm-hmm. Nehemiah, when I could say he's a soldier, mm-hmm. he was like, man, I'm going to stay out here with you and I'm going to fast with you. He was the only one out of hundreds of people that came out there. No disrespect to anybody. Uh-huh, but uh-huh. when I say that was like a draw for me, like, uh-huh. all right, bet. Like, I got somebody to rock with me. We going to rock. It got rough in the middle of the night. Probably like, I'm going to say 2 o'clock in the morning. Uh-huh. No donations. Like, I'm soaking the wet. I'm probably looking like- You were trying to raise 30K. Absolutely. By the time that it got two o'clock in the morning, how much had you had by then? I want to say, and I don't even want to quote, I really want to go back on Instagram to see because we was doing like a timeline. Uh But we definitely probably raised a third of the money by then. So you had 10 grand. Probably, not a little bit more. Maybe a little bit more. But you're still far away. It got to the point where it's raining and it's nothing but probably like trucks in the middle of the night. They ride past fast. It's waves of splashes coming from the trucks just hit me every oh, time. Bro. It just got worse and worse. And oh, then no no money bro. either. No, no money. money. Just no wet. money. So then I look, I said, I'm about to get up out of here. And I said, man, God, like, I don't know what I'm doing out here. I'm looking crazy. Who gave you this idea? What's up? Almost broke me. I look and I, I see, I, I want to say Broader Dolphin. I always say Broader Dolphin because that's how far it seemed like it was. Uh-huh. And I'm standing on Broader Hunter Park. So if anybody know that, uh-huh. how far it is, I see lights. That's it. No other lights. It's just one car. And it's coming. <laughs> and it seemed like it's taking forever to get to me. <laughs> and all I want to know, if this is it right here, then it better be a donation because I'm out, God. Like, this, this is it. it. That car getting closer and closer, and I, I, I'm getting more excited every time just to give it my all, a good speech. And soon I, the car get to me, I soon I open my mouth, the window dropped down, and they gave me a quarter. 
That was it for me. 25 cents? 25 cents. A case quarter. It was that was The second best donation I got that changed my perspective. I was so happy for that quarter because I felt like I didn't get anything for two hours straight. I thought you was about to say you were discouraged because you got just a quarter. No. But the quarter gave you encouragement. <sighs> 25 cents gave you encouragement. I look at quarters different now. It was one quarter. I can't even say she or he. I just seen the quarter and I grabbed that quarter so fast like, thank you. And before I knew it, they didn't even, I don't even think they looked at me. Like, honestly, I was just so hyped. Like, thank you, thank you. And they just pulled off. Beep, beep. That? God did that to me. He did that oh, to me. He did bro. that to me. And I appreciate him for that every day. Every day. And there was another so, one. Uh, uh, I just want to tell uh, this one. Uh -huh. It was a penny. A lady. I mean, she stopped the traffic. Her son had just got killed. She was like, she was devastated. She said... She didn't know what to do herself. She heard me on the radio talking about trying to build a community center for kids and her son just got killed not mm. too long ago. So she just like, I don't know what it was. It made me come down here. I don't got no money. I just want to come down here and I, I'm trying to find somebody in my car. She had the, the whole block blocked off for probably like four minutes. Now imagine mm. rush hour. Broad Hunter Park, you already know, they beeping her like crazy. And she Get is out going, the way, man. And she gave me a penny, to... all of that. All she had a penny, was a penny, a but dirty she gave penny. it to you. And that was, a, <laughs> that, was the, that was the best one. The quarter changed my perspective. They get me ready for the penny. The penny was just as, as valuable as the, the quarter from her feeling because like. Because of who it was from and, and the it was like of it. hope. I'm giving you hope. You want to, your son just got killed. You coming to give me a, whatever you got. Those humbling experiences for me, you know. It's all about perspective. Mm -hmm. And I say that sometimes too, like perspective is important. How you look at things. Like I, I've been through a lot of things in my life. You change your whole life with perspective. No doubt. Because I've been through certain things in my life and I got family members who've been through similar or maybe not even as bad. Right. But my perspective is what it is and it drives me forward. Mm. I, I was talking to a person, my friend Bobby actually. He said our friend Mr. Ken gave him some advice. He said, think about how long you want to live mm. and eat according to that lifespan. Right. That's perspective. That how is. you look at it. So when people came out and gave you up to 34K in two and a half days, like when did the big donations start? It was a collective range of people. I got to give Wallow a shout out. Yo, Wallow cooler than a fan. Listen, I hit him up about it. You know, I reached out to a lot of people that I was working with around that time and told them what I was trying to do. You know, people, they said they're going to support whatever. He, he came out. Popped out and pulled his camera out, and it was a wrap after that. It was a wrap. I mean, literally, that was the first, that day, we got to 10 grand probably because of him. Hmm. Not probably. We was out there. We was collecting. We probably had some money in the bucket, but when he set it off, he definitely got a lot of people to come out or to notify people, you know, just mm -hmm. to know, to let them know that we was out there because people was riding past, didn't know why we was out there. Right. And then they like, oh, that's why you out there? They rolled past me already, and mm -hmm. it's- 25, 30 kids out here with buckets and they riding past. Cool. Wallow say, you know, he got a, a, a wider reach, you know, and right. that'll change a, a lot when somebody know exactly what you're doing besides just holding those signs and they really driving or whatever. But yeah, Wallow definitely helped us out a lot that day. And from there on, it was a lot of other people that came out and, you know, shed a, a lot of light on what's going on. Solomon, Pastor Solomon Jones, he definitely reached out. We got on the air with him. Quincy mm -hmm. Harris, mm -hmm. he, he reached out. We got on the air with him. KYW, mm -hmm. like it started happening, you know. Shout out to I got I can't even not say Seanette Wilson. She mm -hmm. the first person that helped us with the initial promotion to let people know that what we was going to do on mm -hmm. the news. So we're talking about helping young people mm -hmm. for their future and all of that. Tell me one thing that you want to see happen with our young people in the future. I want them to get it. 
Like, I really just want them to get it. And it's crazy because one, me and my, my mentor were just talking about it. And it's like, you know, we can't talk about information and, you know, the things that they need is not accessible no more. It's, it is accessible. Mm-hmm. It's right at their fingertips. And they just using these devices all wrong. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I just really want them to get it, like the opportunity that's in front of them and to open their eyes to see opportunity a different way. Like, the kids now, they kind of see opportunity. Like, you got to smack them in the face. Like, oh, that's for me? Yes, your name is on it. This is the package. Like, <laughs> right. opportunity don't look like that, right. especially coming from where we come from. Yo, for sure. So we got to open their minds up a little bit more so they can have a perspective of what opportunity look like so they can really, and that would that'll really even be a, a motivator to see opportunity in a different light. If you can't see opportunity, you can't really be excited about something that you can't see opportunity for yourself. You don't even in. know it exists. Right. You can't see it. Absolutely. So if they, you know, open their eyes and just get it, like it's right here, like don't miss your chance and really being able to reach your full potential by missing the mark because you just don't want to get it. When we know you get it, you got it. Because you're able to do a lot of amazing things on them phones when you're ready, to, when you want to. Mm-hmm. And that's what they're doing. The oh, phones sure. oh, and the yeah. computers, they, yeah, they, yeah. They, they get it. The two-year-olds, one-year-olds, they can't even read. And they, they searching through YouTube without being able to read. So it's a level of investment that us as mentors, adults, community leaders, people in position to, you know, really, really try to change the needle and make those things look cool to do versus just being on them to be cool. Right. You know what I mean? Right. right so right. let's make health and fitness look good. I mean, we can. Let's let's make taking care of your woman or your guy. Why not? Look good. Why not? Right? Let's make all of those things sexy and fancy and, and, and good because like we that. absolutely can. All of this is influence. That's all it is. It's, it's influence. You know, I hear that there's a thing. I think I heard Lauren Hill say, it. Mm. "Black people don't go. Poor black people don't go." beyond eight blocks eight block radius i talk about that all the time because i got that from college actually my my, my professor that do, you eight think, block radius. do you think if we took some of these young people beyond eight blocks absolutely i mean to another place another world mm-hmm. you know i was talking to my kids about this people think africa is mud huts oh and yeah roads oh yeah so, they don't know how beautiful it is because they're not showing that and the thing they is they still think people riding around butt naked on zebras but, but see and it's a shame that people could still say that they think that when they got the opportunity to, to not even have to think like that you don't have to go over there to research how beautiful it is in africa we should talk about that so my community right now is setting up to try to do fundraisers to take these kids to africa yo you just blew my mind just now I'm telling you, man. See, that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> when we talking, look, birds of a feather. Flock together. See? That's you know what it. I mean? Look, man, listen. Yo, we, we supposed to be sending them to take them in December. Like, getting they getting their passports and stuff now. Like, we done raised a couple of dollars through donuts to ourselves. We about to start doing some other fundraisers. But we about to start having fundraisers all through the summer just to get this money. <laughs> We're going to talk about this, bro. Yes. We're going to talk yes, about this. Look, yes. man. I could do this all day with you, man. For sure. You know, another Philly brother, too. Because, like, you know, this podcast is international. So, like, just hearing your lingo and the vibe and the oh, yeah. broad and all oh, yeah. that, you know, but it's, yeah, just, yeah, it's yeah. real cool, like, having that, that, that energy right here Absolute, in the studio. Absolutely. But listen, man, before we go, tell the people how they can connect with you and tell them what you got coming up. Oh, my God. I got so much coming up. But what I do want to let people know is we about to hire over 100 young people between the age of 13 and 24. My two partners, Guiding Star, Kim, 
Well, we got three partners. Young Bob. I don't know if y'all remember him from Headshots back in the day. That's a whole nother story. <laughs> we gonna talk about that. Yeah, next yeah, time. yeah. Uh, <laughs> but Young Bob and his name Buddha from Frankfurt. He liked the mayor of Frankfurt, so we collabing and we trying. We not trying. We hire over a hundred young people to work in our centers to be able to do the things that we need to get done in the community. So the first thing I know that we're going to do, and I know that you know my partners will too. We trying to clean the community up. So we need them bodies to get out there. When and is change. this? When is this supposed to happen? Well, we actually have an enrollment. I already have twenty five signed up for our site, and we just had another forty signed up. As it gets closer to that, let us know. Absolutely. And we'll let the people know. Absolutely. So the people can come out and support. Absolutely. Because the same way that you raised that 34 and a half K mm. in two and a half days, mm. we need to get the community cleaned up just like that. I mean, that's the goal. And I think that it's not going to be hard with that kind of manpower. And the kids want something to do. And they're trying to make money, to be they, quite they're honest. To make money, yeah. All of them are trying to and make money in some capacity. And they can make money in a positive way. And be, change their neighborhood. There you go. Tell the people how they can get in touch with you. You know, I'm really connected to Instagram. Uh -huh. That is what I'm probably my, my main platform that I'm on. As I plant the seed, A-S-I-P-L-A-N-T-T-H-I-S-S-E-E-D. On Instagram, I'm also, we also have a page on Facebook and we have a website. And that website is asiplantthesseed.com. And we're about to launch another website called asiplantthesseed.org with a whole lot of new information, updated information for people to be able to follow and, and get involved with the programs. We have 13 programs running at the treehouse right now from chess to etiquette to right now what's going on in the treehouse is building business for, for kids. It's an entrepreneurship program for the youth. We also have boxing. We got self-defense. Mm. We got a mm. uh, design workshop. The kids are learning how to do web design, do Photoshop, being able to create flyers. They be able to make money right now. Uh, product production, all of those things. So it's going down, man. This is music to my ears, man. Oh, my God. This is music <laughs> to my ears. All right, folks. Listen, like I said, we could do this all day, but we can't because yeah. time. But that's And I do got to I do gotta go somewhere right now. Yeah. So it's perfect time. I'm on okay. my, I'm on my oh, way you going to, somewhere else uh, now right now? So we gave out the 13 organizations that's running out of the treehouse right now. We gave them micro grants. We gave up the, we gave them collectively $25,000 for them to be able to run their programs out of the treehouse and even do, do what they need with the, with the money. Like literally is unrestricted. Do what you need. If you need to pay a bill to make sure you could be here instead of going to work, then pay the bill so you could be with the kids. You know what I mean? Or if you needed the money to buy boxing gloves for the kids, use that money. But we gave them all micro grants to be able to help them in their mission to ultimately complete the formula mission of what we're trying to do and there's a, a program called still here in trenton new jersey mm -hmm. and we found out about them and they are really doing similar work their program literally looks like what the talk to me program looks like and i remember being in her space starting year one year two not having funding and you know she was having problem with funding so you know she reached out and I seen what she was doing. It's some amazing work. Mm -hmm. The kids remind me of my kids. And I felt like, you know, if I could help her and we got money that, shout out to Top Dog that helped us raise this $59,000 oh, last. Wow. Yeah, Top Dog helped us raise $59,000. Shout out to him. Uh -huh. And without him, you know, we probably wouldn't be able to give out the micro grant. So shout out to him. And we was able to give her a micro grant to give to her community so she can be able to accept more kids. So for sure. Dope stuff, man. Look, yo. Thank y'all for listening. If you like what you heard, tell a friend and get them on the move. Leave us a review and make sure you give us five stars because the rating of Spotify is happening right now. No excuses. Make sure you're following the podcast so you never miss an episode drop. Till next time, peace out.
On a Move with Mike Africa Jr. is executive produced by me, Mike Africa Jr., and Tommy Oliver, produced by Crystal Hill, edited by Masu McLemore, and made for you, the people. <laughs>